Hello and welcome back to All My Darlings, where we are reading Harp Song for a Radical, The Life and Times of Eugene Victor Debs, read by Marguerite Young. Uh, we found out we've got a lot of reading left. We've just barely covered 50 pages, a little over 50 pages. And um, we're still in all background of what's going on. Uh, everything that's going on in the background during the Debs's parents' lives, which would then be an influence on Debs. I'm sure. I'm sure this gets tied in some way. <clears throat> she has a very short, these are very short chapters. Chapter 17, page 56 is another short chapter. Um, I definitely need to, uh, today I'll definitely do some looking up of all the historical names that have been, excuse me, <clears throat> the historical names that are in here so far. Just because, just for my own information as well, and if anybody else wants to um, look into it, it'll be on my substack. Um, so let me read this short chapter, and then I'm kind of looking like, why... So I don't know. I'm kind of wondering why she wouldn't connect the chapters together, but eh, that's okay. When in the early morning of February 17th, 1856, all the morphine Hein had taken out of his medicine bottles, having not eased his pain, or having eased it only to the extent that he did not awaken again, unless he, he who had gone over to the realm of the skeleton death, who was the winter king and would awaken again in some far spring of some far year, which was the realm of the flower-crowned nymph and the flower children and butterflies and bees and birds, the wandering Jew who was said to have the wailing wall built in him, some listeners have claimed that they had heard a wailing sound coming from the shrouded body of the dead man when the coffin lid had closed down at last over him. There had been approximately one hundred mourners, could one ever say a hundred and one-half, who had gathered at the very simple non-clerical interment of the long-dying poet of Mount Mart under the gray sky streaked with snow clouds like swans. In March, the Illustrated London News, reflecting an opinion for which George Eliot had plowed the ground, expressed its sense that Hines' death had left a vacancy in the world of continental literature. Blackwood's magazine, in the following October, when leaves in nature's crucible were turned from gold to gray, had illegally remarked upon the end of the jest that had been Hines' life in Paris. Indeed, as was to be remembered many times, the martyr of Montmartre had intended to ask God why he had Doubt him with such a high sense of humor, and then had overlaid him with such great sufferings as his. There had also been a project forming in his mind to bring God to trial before the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. In the following year, in September, Matthew Arnold had paid a visit to the Mount Mart Cemetery. The controversies raging over the body of the dead poet when he was alive had continued like bitter spirits poisoning the peace of his last abode. Perhaps they were right who thought that a poet abused God's gift of song if he made of it a vehicle for satire such as had been his when he declared that the great were hollow and dull and that other artists were envious of him and that the mob was profane. Matthew Arnold's belief at this point was most curiously that a singer should rather help us forget such barren knowledge, but something had prompted him not to turn away from Hind's grave with that last word which should be the expression of pity or half a censure. Rather with awe should he ha be hailed, the passage from this earth of a soul scattering lightnings. And then it goes on to a poem. The spirit of the world, beholding the absurdity of men, their vaunts, their feats, let a sardonic smile for one short moment wander o'er his lips. For its earthly hour, the strange guest sparkled, now tis passed away. That was Hein and we, myriads who live, what are we all but a mood, a single mood of the life of the spirit to whom we exist, who alone is all things in one?
All right. Another super short chapter. Today, I promise I am going to be working on Substack and getting some links up for the different people mentioned, like Matthew Arnold. I have to look up that one. I don't know who he is. Um, interesting stuff for me, because this is new to me. Like, I know vaguely about these different people in, in history, but nothing with any kind of detail. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what Young wrote about him compared to what is uh, what ends up, you know, on Wikipedia. Not a perfect source. I understand when I use Wikipedia, it's just that it's free. So that's what I like about it. And it's pretty much accessible, I'm gathering, whereas if I use something else, it's not. Um, so yeah, despite all the problems, that's the one thing it's got going for it. Um, let's see. I don't think there's anything else. I think I have a shorter week next week uh, because we're taking a little more vacation time. And that'll be kind of the end of it for this year. Um, that's it. All right. Hope you are doing well wherever you are. And thanks for listening. Bye.